0: Get your locked on flyers podcast for monday november 28th your daily dose of flyers news analysis and high quality content that is kind of wondering in some ways how we got here again 10 losses in a row
1: it's like our, it's we're beyond are we there yet because we're there
0: yeah all right let's get the show going
1: your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: Hello. Once again, I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on Twitter at RMiriam. I'm here, as always, with Russ Cohen, who is on Twitter at Sportsology. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Flyers. That's where you'll keep up to date on our episodes and Flyers news. You can also email the show at LockedOnFlyers at Gmail. We have a mailbag almost every week, so you can send us questions and we will answer them. On today's show, we are going to talk about the two weekend losses to Pittsburgh and the New York Islanders, what it all means in the grand scheme of things, and it's Monday, so we'll have our nemesis of the week, I think. It's a hell of a time to have a nemesis for us, but we will absolutely get into that. Locked On Flyers is free and available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, wherever you are listening right now. So subscribe. You'll get all of our episodes here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Plus, we're over on YouTube, so subscribe there as well. Russ, it was a rough weekend for the Philadelphia Flyers with losses to both the Pittsburgh Penguins and New York Islanders. And I think, you know, other than the Tortorella stuff, which we will absolutely get to for sure, I I think like the main theme here is that they had one horrific period in each of the two games that ultimately led to their downfall. And you look at the second period against the Pens, and the third period against the Isles. And you have to ask, like, why that massive collapse?
1: Yeah, I mean, you do have to ask. um, I did feel like the overall effort in the Pens game was lousy. Uh, They were getting dominated by shots. Pucks, you know, the puck possession was off the charts for a little while for the Penguins. There were some things there that, like, again, there are a lot of injured teams here, so I'm not going to, talk about it any further there are things here now structurally that are going wrong and they're going wrong with veterans too because again the flyers defense is is intact and it's awful it may be worse than last year and so you you have to look at some of these things strategies different ways that they're uh, going about playing this game and in many cases they're doing it wrong I I get it. They want to be strong on the forecheck. That's great. Uh, I get it that they want to be tough. There's a time and place for that, but to just basically, you know, if there's a if there's a hit you don't like, just to have a couple of fights starting, you know, like we we saw against the Islanders, doesn't make sense. If you're going to average a fight or two a game, fine. If they're if they're reasonable, if they make sense but now a lot of stuff that's going on I just scratch my head and it doesn't make sense to me.
0: Yeah, and we talked on Friday show about specific things that we would suggest that they adjust and you look at that list and They didn't really make any of those changes. I mean, we talked specifically about making some changes on the power play. They were 0 for 3 for the weekend, um, Mm -hmm. and they didn't make those player movements in terms of personnel on the power plays and moving Tippett to the correct spot. And I think that was a huge missed opportunity there. Obviously the three on three was not applicable for the weekend because there was no overtime, but we talked a lot about using defense to create offense more effectively, good breakouts and good puck movement and, you know, getting to the puck when the defense actually does get the puck away from the other team, having the support to then create that breakout that was not consistent at all in either of those games. And and so I think that, you know, you look at the big things wrong with this team, they didn't execute on most of, of what we talked about.
1: Right. And so like, as an example, we saw that, you know, Tortorella mentioned, well, I had to send down Zamula because we wanted him to practice with the team. Now we don't have a lot of practices and, you know, we basically don't have any place for him in the lineup, which I just chuckled at because, you, if you lose 10 in a row, you certainly have a place for him in the lineup. And he you would do. help. And he, yeah. And he would help with bringing the puck up the ice. He's very good at it. I thought he's, you know, played well. He's played safe. He had like two points in nine games. He, um, he's able to handle himself physically a little more, but again, they just, you know, they've, they've got certain roles for some of these guys on defense and it's impenetrable. Like they do they're not even thinking about changing other than when they put, um, Sanham and Risto together and we'll see if that even stays that way. Um, But they did try that. But other than that, it's like, this is a guy who could help you and he could help you for the future. Again, what do we know? That's
0: partially what was frustrating for me is that the Flyers actually did do a good job defensively for two periods of that game against the Mm -hmm. Isles. They were, Mm -hmm. you know, controlling the game, shot prevention, you know, high danger, chance prevention, all of that. And then it just kind of all went out the window when, you know, the aisles tie it back up. And that was that, like you thought, well, maybe they have a chance in this game. And the aisles were like, Nope, we'll, we'll just take over now. We know we're the better team and the flyers just did not have an answer for that.
1: The frustration has been growing. I I could see it when D'Angelo was interviewed in the, uh, after the pens game and sure enough he had a fight in that game which really was unnecessary i mean delorier was having was handling things fine on his own which really was a clean hit by romanoff but whatever you want to take exception we know how the league is now there's a lot of clean hits players take exception fine but there didn't need to be two of you fighting and you know wallstrom was basically could have destroyed his neck in the process with him just pushing him down pushing him down four times that's your top pairing defenseman What are you doing like you're playing this guy 29 30 minutes a game what if you don't have him anymore like and i'm not saying he's playing well but i'm just saying strategy wise they got to pull things back and and start over like i know there's no time for practice but they have to start over because whatever little momentum they gained at the beginning of the season is completely gone and there's frustration with the players and there's a lot of frustration with fans fans would be okay if they just knew this team was going to be awful and felt like there was a plan to get better right now. We don't see a plan to get better.
0: There is some confusion on the team and in the coaching staff about what to do at this point, because the effort being there for a considerable amount of time just wasn't enough to push them over the edge to get some progress. And that's, I think, where the the breaking point was in terms Mm -hmm. of, you know, we thought maybe the effort being there would be enough. And when it isn't, okay, what next? And I think that's where kind of the bottom has fallen out of some things, because you can only rely on that for so long. And, um, you know, I think some of the changes and things that they're trying from a lineup perspective, I understand from a, you know, we have to shake something loose here perspective, but at the same time, are you getting the results that you want? And I think there's a mixed bag there Uh, more not than yes, obviously, because you look at the outcomes, but like you look at that Sedlak, Faraby Hayes line, as much as Hayes, like shouldn't be on the wing, it kind of worked in this case.
1: It works for half his game at least for yeah. the offensive yeah. part, it so does. he's getting points, but yeah, the, the rest like but but I'll even disagree with the coach, like so they'll be off on you know on Sunday, but today there's a practice, and I wouldn't do anything on ice. I wouldn't. I would do all film study, and I think John Torterello should be leading that film study. I do, and not leave it up yeah. to the assistants and point out the things i think he has to um repair this team mentally because they didn't necessarily lose to the islanders because they're an inferior team they mentally collapsed yeah once it got close it was over like once it was tied it was like that was it the bottom started to fall out and and that mental fragility was there last year too and you still have some players there from last year and honestly, that's the vibe right now. I mean, the initial what we're gonna call it, a mission statement was we might lose, but we're gonna be really hard to play against, and you're gonna, you know, we're gonna take a piece of your hide when you leave. It's getting easier to beat this team. All teams are prepared to fight the Flyers. Have you not noticed that? Like even Marcus Patterson was like, eh, I'll take one for the team here because I know I have to, because the Flyers are gonna start up with one of them. So I'll do that. But they don't care. These other teams don't care. It's not they're not worried.
0: Yeah. Well, there's a lot more to talk about with these no. two games and Tortorella this weekend, and we'll do that coming up next.
1: Today's episode is brought to you by Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Simply Safe's advanced technology is what I love the most. I can control the system from my phone with the app and even watch an HD live stream from the security cameras or monitor the wide variety of high tech sensors in every room. In an emergency 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. Don't miss your chance to say big on the only security system. I recommend get 50% off on any new Simply system at SimplySafe.com/slash locked on NHL today. Get it today. This is their biggest discount of the year. So don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NHL. There's no safe like simply safe.
0: Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only locked on can provide. Locked on Sports Today, available wherever you get your podcasts. Russ, I I do want to talk about a few bright spots here Mm -hmm. because there are, and, you know, there's the overarching cloud of doom on this team to some degree, and we want to make sure that those guys that are doing good things continue to do so Mm -hmm. and aren't sucked into the void, I guess.
1: Into the Um, vortex.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I do think Noah Cates is still continuing to play well. I think he makes some really smart, plays defensively I'm kind of upset that they keep toggling him between wing and center because he's gonna run into a problem eventually with not being able to establish himself but he's doing what he's asked to do and you can't ask for more uh and I he's not making a ton of mistakes I I think that you know he he is in a good position right now
1: he is in a good position right now uh again He's the best defensive center they have. He is one of the smarter players away from the puck. He's doing a lot of what the coach wants him to do and wants the team to do. He's just used to mm-hmm. doing it. So it, it was second nature for him. And we kind of identified that very early on even before the season started. So it's it's been an easy transition for him, but it's not fair. Like you said, as far as not knowing from game to game, just what's happening, especially at that age. You would like to see more stability with that.
0: You know, we are seeing, again, still some good moments from Owen Tippett. I think he's working really hard to try and create offensive opportunities out there. I think that in some respects, Zach McEwen is stepping up as much as he can to the challenge of where he is in the lineup. I mean, you notice that he he wasn't really involved in the heavy, like fighting or pushing and shoving in the game against the Islanders Uh, in the game against the Pens. He had a really great deke up on the rush. And I, I am very glad that he is at least trying to play like the position he is in the lineup right now. Whether he's succeeding, you know, he is to some degree and not in others, but I think he's trying.
1: Yeah. So, so two things, um, Tippett is trying and, and I think playing a lot of minutes is good. I do think though, the frustration on the power play playing him in the wrong spot is affecting his game though, because if we go back to the Montreal game where he had the two goals, he had six shots on goal. Then he had two shots on goal. Then he had none against Washington, one against Pittsburgh none against um, the Islanders. And that's not to say he's not shooting the puck, but he's not hitting the net. And a lot of that stems from the power play too. So I think that's been a tough go for him. I I do look, I see Zach McEwen trying and it's great, right? I mean, he is one of the only guys that's truly putting out that effort all the time. He doesn't have the tools to put it together. So he's always going to kind of get chances. Maybe he's not going to finish. You know, right now, He's fine for this team. It's not going to hurt anybody. But when you want to be a contending team, he has to either be a fourth liner or nothing. And a lot of times it would be nothing. But right now in the lexicon of things, you know, he is one of the guys giving that effort. So good for him because it hasn't affected him and he is trying to uh, take advantage of all the opportunities that are ahead of him, which, again, you would think more guys would try and do that. Uh, Delorier talked about doing that. He even said for himself. Uh, he said it the other day after the Penguins game in the locker room. So the thought is there, but it's still not happening.
0: Yeah, I just think McEwen is doing more to establish himself in that kind of a role than Delorier is. Yes. Um, You know, I think Sedlak is obviously trying his best yes. out there. Um, I think Lazinski is getting tossed around too in a similar way to Noah Cates. He so is. So he's having a hard time. He needs kind some of, stability back. Yeah. Yeah, like to figure out his role. But I think there is some positivity there amongst some mm-hmm. individual players, and especially in certain moments. Um, Kevin Hayes continuing to get on the board despite whatever Torch throws at him, I think it's probably still a point of contention. It
1: is. There's no question because he called his goal garbage time the other night. Yeah. Like he yeah. literally just, that was, he didn't want to say much, but he, he made a point of saying that was a goal in garbage time. Okay. Yeah i mean but how else do you come back in the game if you don't start at least scoring in garbage time right i mean sometimes you come back in the game that way
0: exactly Uh, i do want to talk about pulling carter hart in the game against the pens um, and then obviously felix sandstrom uh, continued to play in that isles game tortorella did say that it was nothing that carter hart did uh, of course Coaches sometimes say that, but still, at the same time, I think it's true. I think that that was a game that was just getting away from them in, in a bad way, and they had to do something. And goalie pulls are sometimes what they do. Uh, but yeah, I think that you know they were probably were, were going to start Sandstrom anyway against the Isles, so. I don't see any problem with it overall. The the problem I see is the team not playing well in front of them and those guys running into the same problem that goaltending did last year with having not enough support in front of them.
1: Yeah, I mean... So so two things with that. I tweeted when they pulled him, it was the humane thing to do. And someone said, isn't that kind of strong? And I'm like, no, it's not because we forget about the mental game. And I felt like Carter Hart was getting beat up mentally in that game because he was making the right saves early. He was doing everything you wanted him to do. And the puck was still going in the back of the net. And you don't want him to reach the point of frustration that he did a couple of years ago. So I felt like that was the right thing to do. The interesting thing as far as you know, Sandstrom is, yes, he definitely comes in and he's a different kind of goalie, so that could change things up and maybe get – and it did. It made things a little harder to score. That's fine. It doesn't mean he's a better goalie. It doesn't mean he's going to play more. I just think you know they had to do that. Uh, it's a shame because, again, Carter Hart's going to go through one of these seasons that's going to be very challenging for him mentally. Because he's doing everything right. I see him doing everything right. And still, things are breaking down. The Penguins owned the crease. I wrote about this for my game story. Like, they were in that crease. Nobody was moving them out. For all the talk of toughness, it wasn't happening for that. They, they were there. And there's nothing a goalie can do about that. Nothing.
0: Yeah, I hopefully those guys get a reset, you know, before Tuesday's game, and you know they'll they'll kind of get back on track on the mental side of things. But the team's got to do better in front of them and like prevent those high danger chances. Uh, I I think that's the true problem here f- for them. Um, yeah. Another another problem is the penalties um, oh, yeah. taking just really inappropriate penalties that that penalty from pro in the Isles game was not good i think you know again they're fighting at weird times that don't really help them sure enough you know we get goals right after fights i right. mean you know like who cares who wins the fight if they're going right. to score against you right after right right
1: it's it's pointless at that point but you're right um if you're not scoring on the power play and we know the PK has had some issues, you would think that some of these penalties could be avoidable. I get it. Some of them come from frustration and some of them do come from chasing the play. Like I get that. But again, you have to sort of as a coaching staff, figure out how to minimize that. That's your job. Like that's, that's what you have to work on every day of the season to try and help these guys to do that. And they have to, you know, respond to it. And I just feel like um, I know John Tortorella is always going to protect Brad Shaw because that's his guy. I honestly don't think that the coaching staff has done a very good job behind John Tortorella. I don't.
0: No, I think that's starting to become a problem. But we have a lot to talk about with John Tortorella and uh, our nemesis of the week, and we will do that next. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball, soccer, eSports, and of course the NHL. We've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts like ours, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. so head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more and sign up bet online where the game starts so russ i think you know there was a lot of contention between tortorella and the media this past weekend Tort's doing Tort's things about being very curt very short Uh, And in some ways I understand where he's coming from and he doesn't actively want to throw anybody under the bus anymore. You know, he was willing to call out specific players early when there were, you know, Mm -hmm. they were winning some games. Now that it's 10 losses in a row, he's not willing to do that anymore.
1: Yeah. But not everything's going great, you know? And so if you want to leave it up to the media to fill in all the blanks, that's fine, but then you don't get to trash talk the media, uh, like maybe on the TNT interview. Uh, I didn't get to hear all of it, but I heard he wasn't very complimentary at times. the The thing that I have for John Tortorella is, if this is a young, dumb league, why aren't you dominating it? Why aren't you so smart that you could overcome that? Like, I don't understand why he has this take on it where. You're one of the worst teams right now in a young, dumb league. What does that say about you and your coaching and the team? Like, I don't even understand it.
0: Yeah, I think that, you know, in some respects, like I said, I understand what he's doing and trying to not, you know, be specific in what he wants to say because I think he knows it's not going to help things in the locker room and when he's trying to coach the team. But at the same time, you know, he is being – really reticent to admit you know his mistakes mm-hmm. and what the team is doing wrong and he just wants to lump everybody into one bucket him the coaching staff the players uh, but there are, you know, individual things at fault. You can see the strategic errors that he's making, and we, you know, we talked about them earlier on this show. We talked about them last Friday in terms of things that can be improved that he's choosing not to do at this point. Uh, so maybe he'll learn, maybe he won't. But I think that it's a very odd strategy for him to be taking at this particular juncture.
1: Yeah, it's just you know, if this is a young, dumb league. Tell me, tell us, tell the fans what you've done to to figure this out and overcome it. Like there is no accountability from within him at the moment. Yeah. Very little. That's
0: really what I'm getting at is that he's not willing to call himself out at this point. And I think that's um, a a big problem when this team is in this mode. Cause we know that from last year that, you know, if you're not willing to admit that there's some mistakes and you need to take a different tack or at least hint at it in some way, I think that is not going to stop the bleeding. And, you know, that's a good transition into our nemesis of the week, because, you know, last week we talked about ending a six straight losses losing streak. Now we're talking about stopping the hemorrhaging. It's not just bleeding, it's hemorrhaging with 10 straight losses and no clear direction to find a way to make things better. And this week, we have to face a lot of really good teams. I mean, we're facing the New York Islanders again on Tuesday. Then we have Tampa. Then the Devils. It continues into next week. We could conceivably have, you know, a 14-15 game losing streak here.
1: Yeah. I mean, again, like back in November, you know, Tortorella said, you can booish, You could talk S about us. I'll back the guys. They're trying. We get it. They're trying. They're paid to try. These are paid professionals. You don't have to tell everybody that they're trying all the time. What they want to know is why isn't it working? And at some point you do have to give some answers as to why it's not working, or we're going to think you're a bad coach. At some point fans are going to think you're a bad coach. And if that's what you want, if that's the game plan here, you want them to talk about you instead of the team, that's fine. But again, that's going to get old too. So it's like, I don't understand the end game here. I think if he actually was a little more open, uh, there wouldn't be as much of an issue here. I think he's creating more problems than he's, you know, solving.
0: Yeah, I think that is a huge point. And I think, you know, what's interesting to me, and we're going to talk more about this tomorrow, is that the Phantoms are kind of doing what the Flyers said that they were going to do. And I'm very excited to talk about that on tomorrow's show, but we're going to end things with a good note. Ivan Provorov with his 200th NHL point. Uh, Very happy for him. He got that versus the Islanders. And again, he's one of the bright spots this season in terms of improvement over last season. Oh,
1: now that you said that, you know, you're going to get some comments to the opposite because people are complaining about him too. I agree with you. I think he's played fine.
0: Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, you know, little things here and there, but partially due to being paired with Tony D'Angelo at moments. So I I think that overall Provy has improved over last year, and I don't think you can argue with that point. But I guess people are willing to do that (laughs) with me, but... um... We will be back tomorrow. Like I said, we're going to talk about the Phantoms. We're going to talk about uh, round two versus the Islanders and what maybe we can do at home to try and turn things around. As a reminder, we always want to hear from you. Send in your questions via Twitter at lockedonflyers. You can email us at lockedonflyers at gmail. And you can also comment over on YouTube. I'm Rachel. I'm on Twitter at R Miriam. That's R-M-I-R-I-A-M.
1: I'm Russ. I'm at Sportsology, S-P-O-R-T-S-O-L-O-G-Y.
0: Thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day, everyone.